0: This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertsons. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here we
1: go. Run Z. Brought
0: to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bacardi, live passionately, drink responsibly. Bacardi. And by Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at TexasMahindraDealers.com. Now, your hosts, Jeff Cavanaugh, Taylor Stern, and Brad Shinn.
2: And welcome, everyone. Welcome to not the Omni Frisco, but not very far away. Not very far away where um, there's, there are other things happening at the Omni Frisco. We are at the Lincoln Experience Center. Yes. Right across from the Jason Witten Lego statue in the <laughs> Ring of Honor Circle at the Star. And uh, it's great to see that all of you folks found the Lincoln Experience Center. And good to know that you will all be applying to buy Lincolns before you leave here. <laughs> Didn't that, was that not part of the entrance uh, yeah. fee? Uh, it's great to have you all here. Thanks for coming in out of the cold. Uh, this... Uh, Terrific crowd. I attribute partly to a four-game winning streak for the Cowboys, Ooh. and partly they're slow to react sometimes. Yeah. They're sl- <laughs> to a four-game winning streak.
0: On the of
1: the-
2: shouldn't have to work this hard at my age, and uh, and to uh, first place, and to the presence of two tremendous guests, perennial all-stars, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. Thank you both very much. For being here.
3: Well, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks we're for having excited us. to be here. Say that, wait, say that again, Travis? I said, we're excited to be here not um, just we're not just here but, but, are, you, excited but are you really are you really well I'm excited that we've added Taylor here to the oh, thank you. It thank
4: was you. just the
3: two of you it was pretty boring
4: uh,
2: yeah uh, in in deference to the two of you I tried to put Taylor closest to you <laughs> thank you. and me farthest away so I thought and that I'm would taller be taller than them. Just, yeah. and you are taller than them for the moment so obviously uh, this is not a Monday night for our regular Monday night stop because of the holiday party last night we will be back on monday nights next week we will not have a show on christmas eve okay oh we will not have a show on christmas
4: unless eve. travis we'll dresses cele- up like santa
2: not on christmas eve we will allow you to celebrate jesus birthday thank okay? you okay and very then nice of you. and hey i'm all about the birthdays right <laughs> and, then, and then but we will be here on new year's eve well not here but we will be we will have a show on new year's eve and we'll be looking forward to extra shows because that's just how things are going right now. Woo. So um, thanks for all of you who are joining us wherever you are around the Dallas Cowboys radio network, and uh, thanks to those of you who are joining us streamed on DallasCowboys.com who can appreciate better than anyone who's not here at the Lincoln Experience Center, Jeff Cavanaugh's exceptional team-sponsored ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater.
1: Well, it is a team sponsor, but it's also just mine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got this on my own. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's In fact,
2: it's a Miller Lite sweater, and, and so that has nothing to do with their sponsorship of the Dallas
1: Cowboys. No, just my love.
3: Okay, your love for mm-hmm. Miller Lite. Okay. Does that count as an ugly sweater? I, mean, I think it's pretty fashionable. It's I'm gonna, pretty beautiful.
1: I'm going to wear it to the ugly sweater parties so I don't have to purchase another sweater, but okay. I don't consider it ugly.
3: So in that case, you're going to try and push it as ugly, but for the most part, it's Look, not ugly. I'm
1: going to try to skate by with it. I, I think like that's it. Fair. Do you guys have ugly sweaters already? You guys do the parties? We did a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I think I think there's
3: something in the works this year. Yeah. We'll have I have one, that's very tight, very small. A, <laughs>
5: what
3: what size is very tight? ugly? Exactly, yes, yeah.
5: What
1: size is is tight on Zach Martin?
5: Um, I mean if it's a single X it's pretty tight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I have a couple of them and uh, when I was looking through, you know, like the rag stock and the, the goodwill and stuff, it turns out most of them are just unisex size. They're not uh, men's or women's. Uh, so they uh, have a hard time fitting these these luxurious curves. <laughs> You're shopping one,
1: one size fits I, all but, ugly
3: sweaters. You
4: know, I brought up that Zach, I mean, Travis is dressed up like Santa. I have Truly one of the best pictures I've ever seen was just your face zoomed in with the Santa beard. <laughs> I think it was at Whitten's uh, charity event. Yeah. Are you going to do it again?
3: I am. That's Friday.
4: This Friday. I got to get, gotta get Santa. into
3: character. Do you... Uh, I it, do. Dye I dye the beard. I, I dye the beard. I have the whole oh. suit. I own uh, one of the suits now. At this point, wow. I I'd be like, surprised you know, post to hear anything else. That's, yeah. that's what I'm meant to do.
1: How
0: big of I a
3: would
1: thing sign is, up
4: immediately?
1: How big of a thing is uh, dyeing a beard? Is it you know nice and quick process and it comes out quickly, or is that a very involved situation? It
3: comes out faster than uh, it takes to put it in. Okay. It's like a spray paint type thing. You gotta really get up in there, otherwise it has a really dark like undertone to it. So. Zach, can hands. you
1: grow one like that? No. You, no okay, no. you just
3: can't
5: do it? No, I just can't do it. He I, could. He can't. No, is, is, uh, he can't. I can no, he can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excuse me? I, you, I don't want stutter. Are we I going stuttered. the bet again? <laughs> beard beard be- bets.
3: I will. Red Sham can grow a great beard. Everyone here doesn't know <laughs> that, <laughs> but he really can. I will.
2: Zach, Zach, a couple of years ago, started to sprout this. <laughs> he
5: att- called it. A, a beard.
2: Attempt to emulate <laughs> Travis. And, no, uh, I don't
5: want it long like that. I just want you know. And I told him... Uh, Five o'clock shadow. Yeah, exactly.
2: I told him in the, about this time of year, we were kind of kidding around, and I said, I once had a big, full, black beard when I had black hair. Right. That <laughs> That. you uh, had black hair? Yeah, once upon <laughs> a time. It was a very long time ago. Uh, Gutenberg invented the printing press, and then my hair was black, and, I, and then it wasn't, and I said... My beard would have kicked your beard's ass, is what I said. That's what <laughs> I told Exact words. Him. And then um, he didn't believe me, and he mocked me. And so I grew the, the goatee that I goatee. had for a couple of years. The, the, I think it's actually a Van Dyke, because technically a goatee is sans mustache. But, oh, wow. but, uh, nonetheless, who knows these things, right. Brad Sham, um, you know, still not uh, sure if you can grow the cheeks. He, he so, yeah. was, he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a little, you were a little impressed when you saw I me was, the next morning. Yeah. Okay, fine.
4: You've really impacted <laughs> his life. I,
2: I would like to ask uh, both of you. Um, how are you physically? How do you feel? How you doing? Uh, well, Why not... do you assume
1: we're asking Travis? <laughs> no, I said both. That was for both of you. I said both because that's
2: that is the best one-legged Pro Bowl guard yes. you'll ever see out there.
3: Yes. Uh, well, I'm doing pretty well. Um, things have started to move along in the right direction, and uh, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to play football at this point this year, but. I feel very good about where I'm headed uh, moving into next year.
2: Are you aware that Stephen Jones said on the flagship station of the Dallas Cowboys today that he expected that you would not play this year?
3: Uh, I was unaware of that, but uh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, we've been in in great contact throughout. We work with the training staff, and uh, everyone's been on a very close uh, watch of what progress that I have made. And I have certainly made progress, but um, at this point in the season – having not been able to do money, football movements, and things like that, uh, to be able, even if I was 100% strength-wise, Uh, to be able to come back and play, I'm probably still six or eight weeks out from that.
4: How do you evaluate that progress? Like, what does that look like to you?
3: You know, for me, the progress that I'm measuring is based on things that are happening in the weight room. Mm -hmm. Um, There's specific numbers that I've been at before. uh, and You can sort of assume that you, you normally will be at those numbers or better. We work out all the time, all year, so we know what we do in certain lifts. And so when this struck, those lifts immediately were We cut more than half, and um, so those numbers then started to creep back up. And so those are the numbers that we sort of judge and benchmark off of.
1: How incredibly um, awesome did you feel the day that that started going up?
3: (laughs) It uh, was a very good feeling. It it took a long time. I spent uh, about eight weeks what I call treading water, nine, ten weeks, uh, treading water where it was, I was lifting, I was in there, I was doing the movements and I was doing them at the best of my ability, but, um, I was not doing them well and I wasn't getting any better at it. And, in fact, the first day I was so excited. I, t- I came into the elevator and I told Zach that I was, I was so excited. I jumped, uh, I jumped four inches. uh, That's twice your normal. (laughs) And and he's like, wait a minute, you jumped four inches? And I was like, this is a big accomplishment for me. It was finally above the, you know, in the three range. And uh, he, you know, after he figured that out, then he was a little more supportive. Are, are Uh,
1: Are your workouts, when you're trying to get back to that, are your workouts still together? Or are you kind of
3: on your own? Situation. There. I am on my own, but I try to marry them up with those guys. Like those, uh, the O line usually works out uh, Wednesday mornings uh, and Friday mornings. So I make sure two of my lifts are Wednesday and Friday.
2: W- was there a point this year that you really seriously thought you were going to play again
3: this year? Yes. Really? Yes. Absolutely. When was that? Um, early on. Not not hoped. No, early on. I based on the progress that happened immediately after uh-huh. the treatment. Um, had the progress kept at that pace, I felt like I would have been able to play. And so that's part of the reason that I didn't go on IR originally. Um, and then as we made the move to IR, things were kind of, uh, but the moment that I started to get better, those they were, they were happening at big jumps. And so there was like a very, very, very short period of time where I was like, okay, well, maybe... If all of a sudden next week I'm, I'm better, then maybe we can talk about it. But at this point, I think we're a little too far behind.
4: Zach, I think you guys, everyone knows that Zach and Travis, best friends, the duo on the team. How hard has this been on you this season?
5: Well, it's been tough. It, it, was, it was scary during training camp because, you know, credit to him, um, he was having all these tests done and they were saying, hey, nothing's wrong. But he kept, you know, something's not right and um you know luckily he kept doing that where they could get you know put a finger on what it was and and give him the treatment but um it's it's been tough i mean i i always say this this year i've been saying um you know imagine taking an all-pro player out of you know any position and just think about that um but you know travis has done a great job he's literally been at everything we've we've had all season meetings um away games Dinners, lifts, everything. So he stayed connected and done a great job helping our group. Well, we're
2: going to get back to Coach Frederick in just a minute, but I would like to turn our attention to the uh, mirac-
5: miraculous one legged all star. Yeah. Uh,
2: how's, how's your name?
5: Uh, it's getting better. Um, this. It's this, not going to be right this year, is it? Yeah, no, I think i um, kind of come to grips that it's going to be something to deal with the rest of the year, but um, this little break's helped a lot. And, um, you know, our trainers, I think we've had a good plan uh, the last four or five weeks and, and how we prepared. Uh, up into the game and then playing in the game so um just kind of one of those things i mean at this point in the season most guys are are banged up and it's just um kind of finding that that extra um you know whatever it is to get through get through the week and make it to game day i was
2: actually going to ask both of you what when normally now your situation what you're dealing with obviously is a little different but normally uh when physically do you start to feel kind of human again like march february
3: I'd say it's probably a four- to six-week period. Yeah, I'd say it's a
5: good month. Like, um, we usually take about a month off. Of Like, we'll do some stuff, like, in the weight room, but, like, a good month before we start going in there and, like, really working out hard. Um, and you just need that time to, to recover from the season. I mean, it's a long season. We were talking about that earlier. After Thanksgiving, you are looking, you know, college football's done. And then, uh, you know, we always have this little, like, mini bye week. And you come back, like, well, we got a month left, you know. And it's a really, really important month, so – It was a good break, this this break, but uh, you know, it was a it was an eye opener, I think, for some of the younger guys coming in today. Like, hey, we got we got a lot of football left to play. (laughs) We're gonna gonna
2: take a break, and uh, we're gonna pursue that theme. And I really do want to hear. I think everybody wants to hear, Travis. You talk a little bit about the experience that you've had doing some of the things that Zach uh, has mentioned that you're doing. This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you in part by Albertsons tonight at the Lincoln Experience Center at the Star in Frisco. And brought to you in part by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lou Casey. Lou Casey Bootmaker now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots as well as all new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand new store today and experience the tradition that is
4: Luke Casey Bootmaker. We'll
2: be right back yeah. with Zach and Travis on the Cowboys
0: Hour. Back, back, back. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson, and broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Snap to Prescott,
2: there's a little screen to Elliott, great block outside, 10-5, touchdown! And I'm going to look one more time at this to see if I can see who threw that block, because it was the key to the whole play. I think it was Zach Martin getting out in front there, Brad. whoop, whoop. I'm giving him credit. Let's hope that's yeah. true. As we get ready for our next point. Besides, if you just say Zach Martin gets yeah, his yeah, chance, sooner or right, later <laughs> you're going to be right. Wow. It's hard to get hard to get offensive line highlights, but we try to work them in <laughs> as much as we can. Uh, Zach Martin and Travis Frederick with us on the Cowboys Hour tonight. We want to thank the nice people at Lincoln for giving us the Lincoln Experience Shut Center up. here with the uh, uh, concourse up at the Ford Center a little occupied this evening. There's parties everywhere uh at the star so uh, come on out and by the way doesn't it look great doesn't, it, doesn't that whole star experience look all decorated up for christmas just fabulous so thanks to uh, everyone for that so before we um, get into the specifics of the wonderful season the cowboys have have sprouted up right before our eyes and other things zach brought up all of the ways that travis has stayed involved and extremely helpful uh, during this um, period of uh, enforced otherwise inactivity. So, Coach Frederick, tell us a little bit about uh, what this experience has been like,
3: please. Uh, This has been a very different experience, obviously. Uh, When you don't get to go out there and uh, help the team in a physical manner, uh, I – decided that there had to be something that I could do to to be able to help. And it started really from that portion where I thought that there was still an opportunity that I might be able to play. So I wanted to stay involved so that, you know, week to week adjustments are made and that kind of just flows on through the season. And so if you all of a sudden are missing for a month and you come back, it's like, you could be talking a whole different language. So I wanted to stay involved there. And, uh, you know, Joe sits next to me in meetings, and he has for a couple of years. Joe now. Looney, and, that Joe would Looney, be, yeah, sorry. Yep. Oh, Never Looney. makes you laugh. Never. <laughs> and uh, so I took to trying to give Joe as much experience as I possibly could. And now Joe's played a lot of football uh, previous to this year as well. Um, but even when I was playing and he was the backup, he was always asking me questions, always asking me why I would did this or why – we want to make this adjustment or something like that. So uh, I knew that he wanted to learn and wanted to take some of that in. So I said, listen, I'm going to give you as much information as you want and as as you can handle at some point, you're going to get sick of me. Tell me to stop and and I'll shut up Uh, so far. He hasn't told me to, uh, although it is getting harder and harder to, uh, you know, uh, find new things to tell him. I'm I'm all of a sudden, you know, he's doing a great job. He's done a great job uh, all through the year. So uh, it's hard to find uh, coachable moments for him. So at
2: what, at,
3: did you go to Colombo and say, give me a headset, or did he say to you, why don't you put a headset on? He said to me, why don't you put a headset on? Uh, he asked if that was a possibility. Uh, there's a certain number that are allowed. There's yeah. all these rules and stuff. Um, but however they made it work, they Dad made it work. Dadgum rules. And uh, I think it's been beneficial. Um, it's nice to to be able to hear the play calls as they're coming in. I do some charting and some information like that, but it also allows me to get the communication that's happening throughout the whole offense. And I think that um, not being involved in the the game process and the play calling and all of that allows me to communicate some of that information a little bit better to these guys. Whereas normally an offensive line coach is helping come up with the runs that are going to happen. So they don't have as much time to be, uh talking communicating with the players do yep. you
2: ha- have you uh, ever heard anything on there that you didn't want to hear <laughs> i was going to say are you are you hearing
4: the head, all the bad things yes yeah, so
3: the headset is in a very interesting place and uh, i i think i kind of have to leave it there kind of like twitter yes <laughs> yes there's True. a lot of stuff that goes on there uh and it's important to make sure you filter through the information and get the information that's needed to hmm. these guys and so, i think it's helped
2: the and my my only other question is i, I think a lot of people presume that since we all know how smart a player you are, that it, as soon as you decide, hopefully seven, eight, 10 years from now that you're done playing, and that you're, you're natural fit to be a coach because you're so smart and such a good communicator. What has this experience done to inform one way or the other your thoughts
3: about coaching? This experience has changed a little bit because I would say I'm slightly more interested than I was before. But this is the perfect coaching opportunity for me because I come to the meetings with the players. <laughs> uh, I give them the information that I've already learned from, from previous. I don't have to do any of the research that goes into it or any of the extra stuff. And then I go home at 4.15 or 4.30 when the players go home. <laughs> and the coaches stay here until 10.30, 11, 11.30, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And they have all these meetings and, and game planning and everything, and I'm not involved in any of that. So I kind of have the best of both worlds at this point.
4: Are you going to use your computer engineering degree at any point in your life that you I foresee? I think
3: that it's going to be difficult to, uh, because of the the Even nature. It's going to be difficult of, to get yes, it. Yes, yes. Because of the nature of uh, computers and technology, where we are now, uh, the transistors that you're using in computer design, which I went to school for, um, are like four generations behind, you know, from when I was learning in school. So, uh, technology just moves and changes so quickly that I would have to go back and do refreshers to do the sort of architecture design that I specialized in when I was there. Now... I, there are tools that I learned there that I can use in the future, and I would like to get into some sort of technology career at that. End.
4: Wisconsin, the Notre Dame of the Midwest, or where does that I play thought out? Notre Dame. Was Notre Wisconsin. Dame, Wisconsin. Notre Dame, the entire world. Yes.
1: I wonder, after going through what you've been through this year, how important is? I know you said you feel good that you'll be able to play next year. How important to you is it to be back on the football field? Is it incredibly important, or do you view it any differently?
3: I think I view it the same. It's something that's important to me, and I want to get out there. And, and But I don't have, I don't feel like I have anything to prove that um, I need to prove to myself that I can still play or prove to anybody else that I can still play. I want to be out there because I want to be playing with these guys, and I want to be helping our team uh, hopefully go out and, and win a championship.
4: Zach, I like that you said a little bit earlier about talking to the younger guys, about playing more football this right. season is long. And all of a sudden, you're the older guy in the room. That kind of happened yeah. quickly. How have you kind of harnessed your leadership skills, especially being a captain this season?
5: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, with Trav being out, it's definitely been a big, you know, step up for me as far as um, just kind of, you know, play-by-play situations on the on the field. Um, trying to help Joe out as much as possible, obviously. Um, like he said in the meetings, Joe's always asking questions and getting better. But um, I think that role has definitely stepped up. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of always been the old guy because I'm older than Travis and Tyron already. But uh, <laughs> Who would have thunk yeah, it? But, uh no, definitely with our group. We've got a young group and uh, but it's a fun group to be around yeah. and a fun group to play with. You're
2: older than Tyron too
5: mm-hmm. and by a month Tyron Tyron came into the league, <laughs> he was like 14. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> right, I know. Right, right. I know, but oh my god. Tyron's still, still 27. I just turned, turned 28. 28.
3: Yeah. He'll he turns 28 in like a couple a weeks. couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: yeah. What do you notice uh if anything? Tangibly, because the NFL is—it's such a short season. I think that's what gets so many people so into it. Is that it's you got 16 shots at this, right. and that determines where you're going to go. I
5: know a short season. Yeah. What, <laughs> comparatively rare. Let ball. me
1: rephrase. In the number of contests yeah. played <laughs> right. compared yeah. to other pro sports in America, it's a short season. For those of us who don't sacrifice right. our bodies <laughs> on a play-by-play basis. Yes. Uh, what what actual differences can you notice between you're on a four-game win streak?
5: There was a time you were three and five. Right. Do
1: you notice any big differences, or is it just we played better those weeks?
5: Yeah, well, I mean, to speak about how different it is in other sports, I mean, every game is so important, you know, and, um, you know, I don't, we were talking about that. I, I don't know what has been clicking a lot these last four weeks, but, you know, we've just been going out there. We've been, I mean, as simple as it is, we've been executing better. We've been playing better. Um, you know, we've won the tight games. We've made the big plays in those tight games that have made a difference, and, um, you know, that's really um, led to, to our success in this last month.
4: Do you believe in the backs against the wall mentality?
5: I do. I do. I, I I think uh, I know, Coach. That's been his big message. And I don't think he wants people. He did That's he definitely didn't want us to think. Hey, that we're desperate. Our backs are against the wall. It's more, hey, our backs are still against the wall. We still want to go forward. The only way we way we can go is forward. And that's kind of been our our mantra the last month or so. And I think guys have really bought into it.
2: Now the other side of that same coin, and you both experienced it two years ago, is uh, what, when you go into December expecting to have really a lot to play for, which was not so much the case in December last year. Uh, it Does it give you a little more juice when you come back and get into this fourth quarter of the season?
3: I think for me uh, the answer is no, um, just because it's our job. Our job is to go out and play ball, and we want to play at the, the best, highest level that we can, uh, not only personally but for the team. And I, I think there's a little bit of pride to that, that you don't want to go out there and put – a bad show out there um, not only for yourself but for the team so obviously there is a huge importance to it but every game is so imperative Uh, like he said everyone is so important to uh, how things are going to work out that december isn't any more important than november or uh, all, all the games are important it's just at this point it's so tight that you need to continue to win games to be able to get yourself into the dance
4: to the dance.
1: I
3: would like to
1: know from each of you, who is the toughest guy you've had to block? Now, I ask it for a reason. I'm cheating. I'm not cheating in terms of to you, Travis, only to you, Zach. I was at the 2014 Senior Bowl, and I think you're the only guy I've seen block Aaron Donald. Uh, oh, so, I don't that. know if that's the guy or if there's <laughs> another guy in mind, but who's the toughest guy
5: to yeah, deal I with? Yeah, I think that um, he he's kind of obviously a guy that, that comes to mind when you think of just dominant defense alignment and um, someone that will make you – stay up at night, think about, but, uh, yeah, Um, but, you know, we go against a bunch of, we've got a, this week's a huge, huge matchup for us on the, on the front there, uh, Fletcher Cox and those guys, and, um, and that's the thing people don't, uh, you know, always realize, every week you're playing against, you know, you know, some guys are obviously better than others, but um, if you're not on your game, you you can get exposed pretty quick, but if I, if I had to say one guy, then yeah, I would say Donald.
2: We, we have to take a break, but when you were talking about that, Fletcher Cox, I, I flashed on a story that, That Dan Deardorff, Hall of Fame offensive lineman Dan Deardorff, told me once after he was done playing for the Cardinals and uh, um, broadcasting, and he he was a tackle for a long time, and for most of his career, they were in the Cowboys division, and he and Ed Jones would line up against each other twice a year and have a a full-scale war, and... uh, Dan said, we never said a word to each other for all those years until my last game. And in the, sometime in the middle of the game, I lined up and I looked over the line of scrimmage. I looked into his eyes and I said, you know, this is my last game. And Ed, Ed said, good. And, then, <laughs> and then off, off they went. That'll be Zach and, and Fletcher Cox maybe in a few years. Absolutely. All
4: right. Well, we are going to take our second break, but big thanks to Jack Black. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black playmaker for JV faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use code Cowboys and thank you Albertsons when it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites. Go to Albertson's and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey, a Zach Martin one or a Travis Frederick one. Albertson's and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: We'll
2: be right back on the Cowboys Hour.
0: Back, back, back. To the Miller like Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here we go.
2: Run Zeke. Up the middle. He's gone. Zeke's gone. Goodbye, Zeke.
3: Rabbits. See, see, <laughs> well,
2: last year, see what? It's three, there 16. years yeah. Ago, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, see what I say about you when you're not paying attention. That's you're really so nice of you. All you gotta do is <laughs> block the guy. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, that's all good. it is. Just yeah. block him. That's all you gotta do. We are here on the Miller. Standing front. him. Yeah, just, that's all. On the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you by uh, Albertsons at the Lincoln Experience Center. Thanks to all of you who have come out tonight. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Third candle tonight. Third. Third candle tonight, I believe. Is that right? Third. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, when there's eight of them, it's easy to lose track. You just, uh, delighted to have uh, Zach Martin and Travis Frederick with us. So, uh, what have each of you learned about playing a team the second time, especially when
5: both of you are good and there's a lot on the line? The game, it's completely different. I mean, you can't um, like for, I know, for me, like, well, I'll go back and look at like the first game, just kind of see individual matchups and stuff. But I feel like every time we we play a division team, and the same, like, it's just different. The game is different; it never goes, um, you know, the same. Uh, the game plans are, you know, you try to take some of the plays that worked before, but then they, you know they're working on the plays that that worked against them. So um, it's a whole new game, and and especially since I've been here, Philly's been kind of our um, bigger. Rival. I would say rival, biggest rival in the division. So.
3: Uh, we're really looking forward to this one
2: what what have you learned Travis about that over time
3: yeah I think that you have to take what you've learned about the personnel and you can go back to those notes and and how you saw that you should block them the previous game and then we usually take little notes of how we did block them during the game and then you look back at how how that went Uh, you you adjust your personal game plan uh for the week but then like he said, the game itself, the game plan, and the way that the game unfolds is completely different. So you have to kind of meld those two ideas together, that some of it's going to be the same and some of it's going to be different. Uh, and it just takes a little bit higher thinking that second time, uh, knowing that they're working on those things, too. Like they know that you're going to approach them in a certain way, so they're going to have a counter for you. So you have to be ready for that. So there's just there's a lot more going on in your head,
5: I think. Right. And just, I think some people probably just think, well, you know, just roll out the same game plan every time you play the same team. But uh it's a lot it's a lot different than that yeah how
4: much does the atmosphere affect that too obviously like playing at philly is crazy everyone hates you there it's loud but now home this week how much does that impact the game
3: i think that uh us being home we have great fans and they do such a nice job of helping bolster our defense and uh, especially this year you know we really felt the energy yeah we we really felt the energy for the defense and uh, that's definitely helpful for us because it makes it significantly harder on their defense. And conversely, it makes it easier for us that we don't have to fight against uh, uh, an away crowd. You don't have to worry about silent cadence and things like that. Uh, You can work some of that other stuff in. So uh, home field advantage definitely is a real thing.
1: So Taylor mentioned the defensive line's nickname, the Hot Boys. Do you guys have anything? Because I think you guys are a pretty tight-knit group, it seems like. You seem (laughs) to do everything together. Do you have a name? And if you do... Can Sean Lee join? Because we talked to him He's last campaigning. time. He said he got we, kicked out yeah, of the hot box. We don't have
5: a name, but if we did,
3: Sean, we, so we would invite Sean. Yeah, yeah. The nice guy. <laughs> He's an honorary member. He comes and sits with us at lunch sometimes. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh,
1: for you guys, what is, in a matchup, a player you're playing against, what is the thing that's more likely to keep you up at night a little bit?
3: Power or speed? Those are two very different things. There are two... There, you, I know for sure. I've had this conversation with Zach before. That there are two very different players. There's a speed player that's the best speed player, and there's a power player that's the best power player. And it's two completely different game plans. And I, I would say the same thing for me. You have a, a guy for me to face uh, that's a big run run stopping, you know, two gapper. You guy get a nada Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is a, that's going to be a load. But then you have somebody that's that's fast that gets off the ball quickly um, that you have to be able to reach block in space. And that's that's a whole different game. So. Uh, you have to approach it very differently depending on the personnel. Yeah, and then you get the guys who
5: yeah. are both. You know, <laughs> so yeah, you like so Fletcher <laughs> Cox or the Aaron Donald <laughs> of the world where um, you gotta deal with everything. But uh I don't know if I had to choose. Maybe I'd probably choose speed. As the thing have, as, as the as thing as you the would harder.
1: that it is harder?
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would speed say speed,
3: yeah, because I'm I'm good with power. I feel yeah, like, yeah, I uh, I feel like strength is a better attribute for me than athleticism. Right, right you, exactly. There you go. I don't claim to be the most. Athletic
2: <laughs> How would you there. have answered that question when you were playing tackle? <laughs>
5: Are we? Are we good? We're diving back into the tackle there, huh? Wow, you are so <laughs> defensive.
2: Holy cow, that's been like four years. Haven't four years in a row. Four years in a row. Last yeah, year. year, have not mentioned it uh, once. Yeah, uh, tackle. Did you or did you not play tackle? I, I did play tackle. All right, for so it's a, a fair question for a little bit. Uh, for a little
5: bit. Yeah, it's probably speed. Is probably the hardest thing at tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get a guy who can get off the ball. Yeah. Um, get around the edge. Yeah. If you if you good. got a guy who's got to get get off, you're you're kind of in recovery mode from the from the start. Mm-hmm. I like she- that
4: you said I'm sorry, Brad, but I was just gonna say he said athleticism is not something he would, you know, bolster himself up about. But we have all seen your guys' mm-hmm. pregame warm ups <laughs> when you guys were running routes, <laughs> passing the ball around like just Dak and Amari out there. <laughs> I would say that's not true.
3: You know, we uh we do that early enough that there's nobody else on the field to compare us to well, so Brad way, and I can you, see you, know, you. You can look at it and you can go, "Wow, those guys are really athletic." But then, when uh, you look at it a little bit closer, uh, we're moving slow motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, the, the
2: higher up in the stadium you go, the more athletic you guys yeah, sure. look. I would like it's to sure. point that out. And and, and for the record, yeah. I, it, I I have not asked you on or off the record a single question about being the backup center two weeks ago. Have I? You have haven't. I? No. Okay. No. So there you go. So. Don't poke
1: the bear. <laughs> Don't poke the old bear. So if you guys were going, it'd be tough for either one of you to run the route because neither one of you plays tackle, and I feel like that's where you can run the trick. Right, Although, right. yeah. Although Zach has played tackle. Although Zach has played tackle, and I bet in Travis, a pinch, in a pinch, I bet I Travis at one point in his life has lined up at tackle. I did. Yes. Which one of you would have the better chance at being the guy that scores that touchdown?
3: Uh, Which one I'm of you is a tackle. better, better, like, better no, route like,
1: runner, better hands out of you two?
5: Like up like 50-50 ball or like a wide open just catch the ball here. Both. Both.
1: Well, I think you're, you are the fade
3: catcher. I, yeah, usually. we usually throw the fades to you. Yeah, I'm usually the red zone threat. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you
4: have a touchdown celebration that you've planned out?
3: Uh, no, that's a, we, no, we haven't. We haven't. Uh, we should really think about that. We should. That you should. We should. If, Maybe if we should take you, suggestions. If you're the fade catcher,
2: do you have a patented? semi-legal push-off move that you've perfected yeah
3: you know there are some some tips that i've got as to how to perfect that and how to uh, avoid getting called you really wouldn't I, give you those tips no well i compare that no he didn't against I, air he, you, you have he, tips we, against we, air we didn't share a lot of those secrets yeah yeah you know
5: what is funny And you know? sometimes like guys will come out on the field before and like joke around and, like try to guard us and they I mean, can't. They can't. When he runs, his when, when he runs, <laughs> when he runs his,
3: pet, his shaker move, his, his pender shaker route, uh, which guy? He, he guys? breaks ankles. He breaks what, ankles.
1: You have corners coming out. There? Oh no! But like, and I mean, linebackers, linebackers will come yeah. out and be like, huh, like
5: joking around, and then think we'll get dust funny. them. Yeah, oh, that's that's very unfortunate <laughs> for our linebackers. <laughs> Sean Lee, they were just nice to him.
1: I wonder how much Zach for you. Uh, once you've established yourself, all pro player. Uh, how important day to day is your position coach, and how much different was it when you guys
5: changed in the middle of the season? Yeah, I think uh, you know Mark Colombo has done a great job. Um, you know he he's been here for I mean as long as I've been here I think five yeah. maybe your rookie year too. Um, but we just kind of got back to what we've done in the past. You know the the overall just how things are run. Uh, I mean you guys know Colombo. He's, he's got a ton of energy. He's played the game. Um, and, you know, he's been great for us. He's, he really has. He's run the meetings um, kind of like what we're used to. And then uh, he's got that knowledge on game day kind of, you know, he's been there before. He's been been out there on, you know, third and long. He knows what it's all about. So um, it's nice to be able to connect to someone like that.
1: And I believe he was the lead singer of his heavy yes, metal he band. Was. Yes. Free so reign. Has, has he changed uh, any of your guys' music selection, or has that kind of been something that you guys have? Is that You can you
5: can hear his music pregame through his headphone. I mean, oh, he's listening yeah. to heavy metal hard. He, he certainly <laughs> has tried to
3: push that on us. Uh, I would say it's added to the repertoire, but it hasn't really changed you know, the, the listening habits. Is he trying to get you to buy
1: CDs? Is he, he, gave he, he, gave, CDs. he gave
3: us CDs. Oh, <laughs> kind of a,
4: did he sign them?
3: No. Uh, no. no. I had so, mine in my truck for a while.
5: Some coaches
2: <laughs> give uh, you know, tapes of themselves playing and Colombo has the free range CD. So before we take our next break, the, the thing that he, obviously he's a tough guy. Um, he was the guy uh, when he was playing here, who set the tone for playing through the whistle. And and if there was a little extra shot that could be taken, he was not afraid to take it. <laughs> Who's that guy on your line?
3: Lyle. Yeah, he's the he's the enforcer. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
4: Enforcer.
2: He's, <laughs> yeah,
3: he, he's the enforcer. He's the guy that makes sure that uh, nobody's getting messed with. That uh, the the it's there's respect. He's, yeah
5: he's always I mean. If there's anyone after the play doing some, it's always LC. Well, yeah. Joe Looney does quite a bit too, but he's not no, quite
3: not as, not jovial Joe Looney. He's not quite as serious about it. You know? yeah. he's he's out there, you know, just trying to poke the bear. At him. Yeah,
4: that seems like it. Everybody,
2: <laughs> everybody will now be looking through their binoculars at Lyle Collins a little bit yeah. more closely at the end of every play. All right, we're going to take uh, another break when we come back. Those of you who have joined us at the uh, Lincoln Experience Center. Please, if you have a question for Travis and Zach, hold your hand up. Steven's already out there with the microphone. He's ready to go. We are on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you by Albertsons and in part by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Casey, Lucchese, Lucchese Bootmaker is now open at the Star in Frisco, Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots, as well as all-new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand-new store today and experience the tradition that is...
4: Casey Bootmaker. We'll be
2: right back yeah. on the Cowboys Hour.
0: back. back, back. <gasps> to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour supported by Albertson and broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the start. The Cowboys defense has gotten them to this point and it's just going to have to
2: take them the rest of the way. Second and five, 18 seconds from the two-minute warning. Breeze back under. Pressure, the ball's intercepted! Jordan Lewis at the 22! Jordan Lewis intercepted through Breeze! How about you, Jordan Lewis? I mean, if you could have seen the look, Zach Martin <laughs> just gave me when he heard me say the Cowboys defense is going to have to do, at that point in the game, when you you, know, I'm with you. I'm you with had you. spent, you'd, you had you'd taken those 13 points you were going to score and just flung them about <laughs> willy-nilly. Yeah, I kind of think that was a fair statement at that
3: point in the game. I'm with yeah. you. I'm, well, I'm with you 100%. I, I was a little bit more surprised. I thought you were trying to get some more offensive line highlights in there and then you clearly couldn't find any more than the one for him. Me 2016. <laughs> luckily, I mean, I had, I, luckily, I had. Luckily, I had this
5: game. I know. If I didn't have it, this <laughs> game. You wouldn't have had anything. We, do, we just don't want to spoil you. We don't want
0: you getting
2: big-headed. We don't.
4: We don't. But thank you guys for being here tonight. In part by Papa John's. When the Cowboys win, get 50 percent off regular menu-priced pizzas the next day at PapaJohns.com with promo code CowboysWin. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's not valid with any other discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. I got that one. And when it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. You think I could do that?
3: Yeah, you nailed it.
4: I tried. I tried. But you know what? I... It's a small world. We all know that, right? After all. After all. (laughs) I crossed paths with Zach Martin back when I was in college, just a young intern at the Orange Bowl BCS National Championship when his undefeated Notre Dame team was taking on Alabama in the BCS National Championship. Now we we know how that one ended, but do you think Notre Dame is going to get it done this year?
5: Uh, I you know I think uh, they got a good shot versus Clemson. I think they're gonna, um, but you know I think Alabama's gonna be tough to beat this year. Um, I mean I th- I mean I was Suck. still rolling with the Irish obviously. They're but, undefeated. <laughs> um, but I think Alabama's gonna be tough to beat, and uh, Georgia probably had the best chance and they didn't get it done. And so how, we'll see. How, how,
2: what will it feel like knowing that you won't be able to see the game?
5: I know I I, I was because everyone told me that Notre Dame was not playing here no matter what. So I was like all right well, that's fine, and then. I talked to you, and you said there was a chance, and of course it happened. And then you look at the schedule, but and, and we got a game we'll, the next we'll be day. Out, and we'll be on an airplane. We'll be on an airplane, so um, it's tough. I mean, we get down there and see some some uh, old friends maybe during the week, but won't be able to go to the game.
4: Brad, are you still calling the game even though it's New
1: this, York weekend? I,
5: I believe that I will not be this year. Oh wow! I believe that I will not be. That's,
1: That's sad. sad. Oh. Well, they had to they had to do, they had to do it that way, right? They couldn't put Oklahoma there because that would be like a home game for them. Well, this has people. nothing
2: to do with Zach and Travis. Sorry, at, they get to pick. Does the... the first the number one team gets to pick, right. right? And they they don't get to pick who they play. They get to pick where they play. Yeah. They don't want to be three hours and from Norman. They did right. not want to play Oklahoma so close to Norman, so That's they fair. chose the Orange Bowl. Yeah.
4: Good I decision. Get it. I get fair. it. Yeah. Orange Bowl. Maybe Orange they won't Bowl. have yeah. the success this time.
2: All right. Just, we
0: got some Anything questions. We got <laughs> some questions out here. I just learned something Anything. right now. So Thanks very much, guys. This. Got
2: Larry here with a question. Larry? Yes. Uh, as you all well know that you have a huge fan base, and we are definitely a star for every Cowboy player that's in our presence.
0: My question to both of you is if Leonardo DiCaprio or Vin Diesel would walk
1: into this room, how would you two act?
0: Have you ever heard of Just Jim those Diesel? two. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: just them
4: together? It's uh, kind of awful. I think we know how he would react, uh, but...
3: Uh, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I, it would be a very normal thing. It would be like somebody else walking through the door. Um, these are just people. They have a life. Okay, they well, now, maybe Is there anyone? <laughs> there we go. Is yeah. there yeah. anyone who,
1: who that you walking
2: through that door at the Lincoln Experience Center right now would make
3: you go, oh, my? Uh... I mean, I no don't, one? No, I feel like I mean, it would have to really be like, like a, a I'm trying to think.
4: Intellectual person.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just not they sure. they be alive? Well, well, it'd be more <laughs> shocking if they weren't.
2: <laughs> For the sake of the conversation because otherwise I sense a dead end. Let's say no pun intended. Let's no, say wow. no. Let's say no. Like if Stephen Hawking rolled through the door right now, Okay, we'd, we'd have a big story, but what, would that not yeah. impress you?
3: I mean, yeah, why would he be here in Dallas? <laughs> he was checking out the
4: Lincoln Experience Center.
3: Uh, that's, I mean, that's the most confusing. Because part he of heard of Travis Frederick was here. He that's his chance to meet you. Uh, I mean, have you
4: guys ever asked for an autograph?
3: Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah I when I was mean, a kid, definitely. That's like what you did. Who well, would a, you ask? Why well, was a... Chicago Bears fan growing up, and my mm-hmm. grandfather's had mm-hmm. season tickets for years and years and years. So we used to go to training camp. So we used to stand in line and get the up. So, so nice when Dick
2: Butkus me. came to camp a couple of years ago, did you? Was uh, that, no, 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 because no, no. at this
3: point I know what he's been through. Yeah. So there's no there's
2: no human being who could walk through that door who would impress you and make you go, okay, wow, that's really cool. I mean,
3: I'd certainly like to have a conversation with a, a couple of people, but it's, it's I not on. like a, a starstruck... Uh, Some, I was when counting we, on when you. We yeah. uh, I, go, like, dead. Like
5: I'm big John Wayne, so, like, yeah. John Wayne was Great! great. Okay, and then, but a more recent, like, when we did the coin toss for the Philly game, yeah. and George W. Bush was out there, it was like, okay. whoa, you know,
3: kind of thing.
2: There you go. Yeah. Travis, that wasn't that hard. See what he <laughs> did there? <laughs> yeah, all right.
3: I mean, I think the most <laughs> impressive part of that is the Secret Service guy that's right behind you, ready to your <laughs> and you make one move. You know? but no, but that, that that
5: that probably was the first time in a while that I was like,
3: "Dang." Yeah. You know? Okay. Good. And
4: that's cool because they're watching your games all the time. Right. You just probably don't think about that. these famous people, Vin Diesel's, all of these guys are actually watching Cowboys games. True, them yeah. being the highest rated rated games ever. So.
2: We got Jesse here with a question. Jesse, you got to save us here, Jesse.
3: <laughs> okay, guys, sticking with Philly, with Philadelphia, can you share your craziest, craziest experience at Lincoln Financial, maybe with a, a player or a fan, like wanting to fight you guys? Or what's oh. the craziest thing over there? I think for me this year this is going to be really disappointing. But like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, this past year they changed the state. They like remodeled the stadium. And yes. Like, yeah. When you walk, I was so I almost this is walked. So in. not what he's I know, looking for. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost walked into a wall. They like it's been the same. The, the doors are right there by where you go out to the field. You go, so I'm just you know coasting through. Oh, I yeah. got my headphones on and. Uh, all of a sudden, they've they've remodeled this, and nobody told us. Usually, people warn us about these things. Like, there's gonna be a little change. So, yeah, Gleber. Fail. Um, and no, there was no. So we had to like walk partway around. It was it was a whole different setup. So uh, for me, that's my most surprising uh, link experience. Yeah. Now, Zach,
1: I, you got in a brawl with somebody in Philly, right? <laughs>
3: I don't think so. Oh, I thought, <laughs> We almost took out Sal Pal that one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did our throwing. Yeah. Sal Pal
5: got in the way of our throwing. He was right on the edge. So I was I was toe-tapping and uh, slid through. And I would say the biggest thing, like Philly more than any other place, is like when you pull into the stadium, the fans like tailgating, like, you know, you're getting Wavy. the old lady flipping you off. Right. You know, you're getting the uh, old lady. Old lady, Do you, old, do early. Early. Yes, do yeah. you guys <laughs> – no, sometimes it's old ladies. Do
2: you guys take the early bus or the late bus? The early early bus. bus. And did you – two years ago, did you get egged? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but people remember were talking, me. we got it. Coach egg. Garrett was talking about that. I mean, the late bad. bus got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got time for one more. <laughs> no, no more. I got Jason right here with a question. So my question is for Zach and Zach, my question for you is Travis pulled off one of the greatest pranks ever <laughs> with a fake bar mitzvah. I'm just wondering if you've been plotting and planning a revenge that you can't talk about ever since.
5: Uh, I actually met, um, someone the other day that was like on who else was someone else was on that call. And he came up to me and said that, Hey, I was on that phone, the phone call the whole time. Um, but, no, I haven't uh, I haven't really thought of something. But eventually, I'll get him back eventually before we're all I done feel like here. We right, really I feel like we could play something Right, I feel like I need a little help. I feel like, yeah. this, I'll this, I'll is, like this, this is a, this a lifetime panel thing. Right it's going to be
3: like in 15 years <laughs> like down the road. He's going to pull something out. Yeah, Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to be on my, my toes from now on.
1: <laughs> now, quickly for both you guys, Christmas trees and lights, are they up yet?
3: Yes. Yes. And Did you do it? No. Partially.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait who was no and who was partially here <laughs> i was, was no. honest oh, okay <laughs> and christmas lights
5: christmas lights are up yeah
1: up yeah how absolutely. long do they stay
3: up um
4: this is santa right here uh, i don't know you're well, asking into
3: january i mean yeah, yeah. through january uh, usually i leave them up until they it's too cold like it's warmer and you know where you can take them down okay i was just looking, not like july yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. as it warms up you know you're gonna go outside and you know you, i don't want to be get It'd be too cold through January. Yeah. Mid January. People enjoy it. You don't like to spread cheer. (laughs) Absolutely. You didn't
1: put them up. You're not taking them down.
3: I'd light Hanukkah candles all year long. if I could.
2: (laughs) Thanks Zach Martin and Travis Frederick for being with us. Thank you guys. Thanks to Taylor Stern and Jeff Cavanaugh. Next week we are back on Monday night and, uh, I don't think we'll be in this building, but we might be. We could be up, yeah, the, never know. up the street. We don't know. So you'll have to stop in every store in the Star and preferably buy or we'll something. Or will tell you. Thanks for being with us on the Cowboys Hour.